On August 5, 1975, God caused me to be born again by giving me the following word. Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. I gasped, and I said, Sins? I thought they were mistakes. With that word, I was born again, changed immediately, created as a new creature, just like it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God changes our heart. He changes our spirit. And we are never the same again. We no longer want to run around with those people we've been with in the world doing worldly things. At least I didn't. I wanted to be with the people of God. I wanted to go to church. I wanted to read the Bible. A few nights after I was born again, I was asleep in the night and I was transported into heaven. I was with God. I was with Christ. I was with the Holy Spirit. I saw no images, physical images. It was a spiritual experience. At that time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God, God, and the Holy Spirit witnessing. I was really on fire for things of God after that. A few nights later, the exact same thing happened to me a second time. And after that, the only thing I wanted to do was read the Bible and go to church. I had a business at that time. I owned a business, and I no longer cared a thing about the business. I had three excellent women who worked for me in the business, and they could run the business without my being there, so I just stayed home and read the Bible. God was teaching me Old and New Testaments. God gave the prophet Ezekiel the following information concerning what it would be like in the New Testament church. Ezekiel 36, verse 23. God says, And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. After I was born again, people recognized that I was different. One woman said to me, I believe in you, we've seen a true conversion. She recognized the difference in me. This is what the Bible says happens to us after we are born again. We are new creatures. God gives us his heart. He gives us his spirit. 
Ezekiel 36, verse 24, God says, For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Will I cleanse you? A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. Verse 27 And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. For five years, between the years 1975 and 1980, I continued to run my business, but I could just stay home because I had such good workers and read the Bible, and God taught me and prepared me, and eventually during that time, God showed me I was to be a full-time minister. In 1979, a man from our church group who said he was a prophet came to my business with a message for me. He said, Joan, you're dragging your feet. You know you are supposed to be a minister. You need to close your business and go into the ministry full time. I guess I must have believed him because I did just that. I closed my business on July 31st, 1979 to go into the ministry. Now, going into the ministry, all I did was stay at home and read the Bible. I didn't have anywhere to go. God had not put me anywhere. I didn't try to get a job in a church. I didn't do anything except wait till God showed me what to do. Six months later, I was asleep in the night. I was awakened by a very loud trumpet-like voice, which I believe was the voice of an angel. That's how they're often described in the Bible. The voice said to me three words, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I quickly jumped out of bed and wrote KWJS on a notepad. I felt it was probably call letters for either radio or television. It turned out to be a radio station. I asked God, Are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And instantly I heard from the Holy Spirit called the radio station manager, which I did that same morning. And I told the station manager, I said, it might be that God is showing me I'm to go on radio. How would you do that? And he said, well, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long. Send it to me, and if you fit our broadcasting, we will offer you a contract. 
I made the tape recording that same morning, put it in the mail that same day to the station manager. Within five days, I was broadcasting on radio station KWJS. Here's a story from Pam Padgett, a member of the Body of Christ. In approximately 1983, a friend gave her some writings that I had done, and she enjoyed reading them. But she said she wasn't sure about a woman minister. And before this, she'd always stayed completely away from women who said they were ministers. Then one night, Pam was given a dream, which changed her thinking completely on this subject. In the dream, she was working at a restaurant and was told that her supervisor was Joan Boney. Because of this, she says she accepted me as a minister and began reading and listening to messages that I had shared with the church. In 2012, God brought Pam to my attention because in a, from a dream, God showed me to start a blog. Pam Paget was a retired computer programmer from FedEx. I called her and asked her if she could set up a blog. And she said, well, she'd never done it, but she supposed she could, and if she couldn't, she knew people that would help her do it. Within three days, Pam had that blog set up and ready to go, and we were presenting exhortations to the church all over the world. Then in 2015, I began writing books, which we published on Amazon. Pam did all the technical work for the books. In 2020, God gave me a dream showing me to make podcasts. And Pam researched the equipment needed for such a thing, and we went to a sound store and bought a microphone, and we bought a recorder that we would need. Pam does all the technical work on the podcast. I discovered the gift of helps, the spiritual gift of helps that God put into the Bible in 1 Corinthians 12 by watching Pam as she helped various people, including myself. I came to believe that she had a spiritual gift of helps. 1 Corinthians 12 Verses 27, 28. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular, and God hath set some in the church to care for the church. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. I was convinced Pam was ordained by God as a minister in this gift of helps. Another story, which I think you will 
enjoy hearing. In 1980, when I first went on radio KWJS, a woman named Lily McBride, who lived in Fort Worth, Texas, was in the faith movement churches, and she listened to KWJS. Somebody had been on at the noontime position on KWJS, and they had left the radio. So they didn't have a speaker at 12 noon. Lily began praying that some person of real faith would be put in that position to speak. One day, she turned on her radio to hear the hour of broadcast that she listened to. And she was shocked. A woman began speaking at 12 noon. And Lily screamed, Oh, no, Lord, not a woman. She jumped out of her chair and headed across the room to get to the radio to turn it off. But before she could get the radio turned off, she became interested in the message I was speaking on radio. She became a regular listener to the radio broadcast. Living across the street from Lily was Vanetta Copeland, Kenneth Copeland's mother, and she became one of the radio listeners of my broadcast. And then she and Lily ended up coming to all the meetings that I had in Fort Worth and Dallas when I met there. We three became very close friends. For five years, God taught me and gave me a word of knowledge often. When I would go to church, I was just always having a word of knowledge for someone in the singles class. The teacher of our singles class always made space to present gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he would always, every time we had a class, at some point in time, he would say, does anyone have a word from the Lord? At which point, he invited us to present that word to the class. I was rather embarrassed because I always had a word for someone in the class. One time, this man asked me to teach an evening class which he had. As he was leading the song service, I began receiving words of knowledge for individuals in the class. Usually there would be one or two words. This time they just kept coming, and I grabbed a piece of paper and jotted down the subject. There were 24 words of knowledge. I don't even think I shared anything else that night except words of knowledge. I also had words of knowledge every time I went to the prayer group in my neighborhood. People recognized me by the fact that God gave me these gifts of the Holy Spirit for the church. Many, many people knew I was called of God, and they recognized me as a minister, though I had never told anybody 
about being taken into heaven twice. I'd never told anyone about God teaching me the work of a prophet. And then later God said, I have called you and set you in the body of Christ as an apostle. And I said, apostle, what's that? I mean, of course, I knew what they were in the New Testament, but I didn't know any apostles at the church I was attending. They believed at that church that there were apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, according to Ephesians chapter 4. But we didn't have anyone who had identified himself as an apostle. There were several people at the church group who had identified themselves as prophets. I never did. One Sunday morning, the pastor, Robert Tilton, just started talking from the pulpit, and he said, Joan Boney is not a teacher. She's a prophet. The man who was teaching our Sunday school class just jumped out of his skin almost. He said many times he had started to say to the class that I was a call teacher. But he said there was always a, he called it a check in his spirit that caused him not to say that. And he said, when Bob said that I was a prophet, and I never told anybody, when Bob said that, our teacher said, that's it, that's what it is. She's a prophet. Well, I was also an apostle, but I never told anyone at that church. I did go to Don, our teacher, after God told me that I was an apostle. I went to Don. I didn't tell him what God said, but what I did do is ask him about apostles. I said, who are the apostles at this church? It kind of shocked him, and he said, I I don't know. And I said, well, what kind of work do they do? And again, he said, I don't know. Well, God began teaching me. He took me to... Acts chapter 15 to teach me about apostles. Apostles have a strong ordination concerning Scripture. The early apostles, Paul, Peter, the early apostles settled questions in the church and it ended up being the New Testament Bible. So it's not that we make doctrine today, but today an apostle knows the churches have departed from some of the scriptures. They will try to get the church or some of the individuals to return to the scriptures which have been omitted in their churches. So many scriptures on things like marriage, divorce, remarriage, have been taken out of those churches because they would be unpopular. Matthew 5.32, for example, Jesus says, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. I've never heard that taught at church. Jesus told the men that if you divorce a faithful wife, you will be the cause of her adultery. If she remarries, she will commit adultery and you will be the cause. Matthew 5.32, I've never heard taught 
at any church I've ever attended. So basically, these subjects concerning divorce, remarriage, are, are really untaught. They're not even taught in the churches usually. And those churches who eliminate those doctrines and don't teach them, those churches are the churches of the end-time apostasy, is what God showed me. And the job that we have today and the message that we have today at this point in time for the church is to return to all the New Testament scriptures and to get themselves ready for the coming of Jesus and the Great Tribulation and the end of this present heaven and earth which will be burned with fire by God, and the judgment seat of Christ. Those are the messages for the church at this point in time. For so many church people attend apostate churches who have removed doctrine of the New Testament Bible, and they're teaching some kind of doctrine which is God loves you, so do whatever you want to. He forgives you. And that's wrong, absolutely wrong. But that's part of the end-time apostasy. We have only one thing in the church which establishes doctrine for the church, and that is the New Testament Bible. So if you eliminate any portion of the New Testament Bible, you're in great danger of being part of the end-time apostasy. If they're doing that at your church, I strongly recommend that you leave that church. That's what I've had to do. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.